freaking wild. Okay, but Twitter mess notwithstanding, or I don't know, I guess it is Twitter mess in a way. Well, it's sort because it like it spread through Twitter. It it, uh, didn't necessarily originate from there. I think it originated from like a Swedish gaming news site and and USA Today, oddly enough. And I still don't know the particulars of how that works. But um, USA Today had to issue a correction because I believe the way it works is they have some sort of deal with certain sites um, Mm -hmm. that sort of. I guess, publish or post things within some sort of USA Today ecosystem. Uh Um, And this Swedish gaming site, sort of apropos of nothing, just dropped out there. Amazon is acquiring Electronic Arts. It's being announced today, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then all of the different feeders and people who are, you know, eyes on for not just EA, but just acquisitions, because acquisitions have been kind of a frequent thing, it feels like. Embracer group and all everyone else buying up everything. So the news just spread like wildfire. Like I, I, I try not to look at Twitter often, but like, you know, my friends were texting me about it. And going, this I is... it too. <laughs> and I go, God damn it. I'm busy. I got a job. I got war again. I go, let me fucking log into Twitter to see what, what the hell is going on. And people were losing their shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's but yeah, my my story is like so I I happened to wake up really early. It was like six something in the morning and I'm groggily checking my phone. And I'm like, all right, let's see what Twitter's about. And that was like the first thing I see. And I go, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, why is this the thing I have to now? I, now I have to go because I do the whole channel thing. I go post it to, to Discord and be like, oh, God, what's this about? And, you know, <laughs> I have to, if, if you will, work early in the morning. But yeah, I uh, and, and like everyone's freaking and like it wasn't even like 30 minutes later. And then because uh, a uh, good old Geoff Jet Knightley, um, he also tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how a lot of people saw it. And then he he also issued a correction, which on the side note was kind of weird because he like tweeted that like the deal was happening. And then a reply to that tweet was that it wasn't happening. But then he deleted the tweet where he said it wasn't happening. So, like, a lot of people were very confused. Like, oh, did you delete the tweet? Because now that's not real and it is happening. What? What? And then, like, uh, a, a clip that was posting around was, I think it was uh, MSNBC. I, I forget. But uh, where two um, stock analytics guys were just making fun of everyone that thought yeah. this was real. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which was actually kind of refreshing because, mm-hmm. you know, typically speaking, those people who are in those positions are not going to get scooped by a smaller. Yeah. You know, so like acquisitions, especially like it's one thing if it's a development around a video game, I can see a Schreier, Jason Schreier or someone like that speaking to a developer where the, the news, the thing that is starting the news is happening in the rooms that the developers are in. I can see how a smaller source, not saying Schreier is small. He's huge at this point, but someone with direct sources could scoop like the finance reporters. Mm-hmm. But in acquisition, that unfolds from the top. Yeah. And so I don't think that the finance, rep- I mean, I, I could be wrong one day, but I immediately when I saw that clip from um, MSNBC, I was like, yeah, the finance reporter who has the sources that are closer to the like executive leadership side of things, this guy's probably right. And so I kind of yeah. knew that as soon as I saw that clip. Yeah, same. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess um, 
because the sad part is, is that like the the tweets and stuff about it happening got way more attention to the stuff that it wasn't happening. So there might be someone out there listening that still thinks that the deal is on. Uh, the deal is off. And now I I guess uh, another conversation is like how likely is EA to be bought by someone? I do know like it it is credible, and I think it even said it in the MSNBC article or, or a video maybe. Um, where there was a talks with Microsoft would buy EA, but that mm-hmm. fell through. So somebody could still buy EA. Um, I, I guess I, I this is a world that is beyond me, so I don't know why you buy EA or why EA wants to be bought or <laughs> what the fuck is going on. I, I think... So so okay so let's so first of all you're 100% correct I think all of the evidence out there now suggests that this idea that Amazon was going to buy EA like and it was going to be happening this week that's I, I don't think that was ever going to happen. Yeah. On the flip side of that I think there is pretty well corroborated evidence that Microsoft was showing interest and that there were discussions and that it was a matter of, you know, basically the price or the the terms of the agreement that couldn't be agreed upon. And that EA wanted to do it and Microsoft wanted to do it, but they didn't, they couldn't come to terms. I feel like that's real. So it's, it's out there and they may continue to negotiate and something might happen. And then kind of in between those two levels of realness or whatever you want to say, there was a rumor a few weeks ago that Microsoft, Amazon, Disney, and Apple were all interested in EA. Mm -hmm. I think that is also still kind of in the category of rumor. And maybe pieces of that, like Microsoft, are true, but pieces like the Amazon aren't. Or maybe, you know, maybe this rumor happened because Amazon and EA were actually in talks, et cetera, et cetera. But um, it certainly seems like EA is open to being acquired. And quite honestly, if they're open to being acquired by one company, they're probably open to being acquired by any company that pays the right price, right? So, yeah. Um. Now, just hoping if they do get bought out, it's not by a company that's going to just do bad things. <laughs> yeah. So, OK, so like, you know, this is this is not the topic we're going to talk about. We have another you know main topic for this episode, but just a little bit more on this topic. I think there is a difference. Like, <clears throat> I'm not I'm not pro any of these companies. Like, I'm not here to show for Microsoft versus Apple or or Amazon or any of them, but I couldn't help but notice that I had a reaction mm-hmm. to the fact that it was Amazon specifically. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I just me personally, I don't particularly think of Amazon as being the most ethical or reputable company in a lot of. I like fast shipping. How about that? Fast That's what I like about Amazon. <laughs> Other than that, I don't really like Amazon. Um, and. You know, Amazon, for people who don't know, has they have two things. They have AWS services, which half the internet probably runs on AWS services, which is like distributed server capacity that you buy for your website rather than hosting it yourself or using some other type of host so that you always have you don't get your servers don't get overloaded. You have as much server capacity for traffic as you need and it's dynamic. Great idea, great service, works fantastic. Half the goddamn internet uses that now. The other thing they have that a lot of people don't know is they have a game engine. Um, yeah. That that they did Lumberyard, or maybe that's what they used to call it. I think it was based on Christ, uh, the Cry Engine, but it's kind of their own engine now. Um, and so, and that, and that I believe is geared towards 
integration with AWS and like MMOs, like online games. Yeah, because they had they had that. Um, uh, they were new, new World, right? The uh, MMO that came out that was Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Amazon game. That's right. And I haven't heard anything about that game since it came out, but like they were really shilling for it. It was everywhere. I think it was even last year. The uh, in all the advertisements and everything, you just couldn't get away from it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they were really I'd... trying to make it work, and I don't know if it has or not. A couple of my buddies played it and didn't. They bounced right off of it. They didn't stay very long with it at all. And yeah. So anyway, Amazon to me has a strategy. <laughs> they have a strategy. I believe that strategy is going to be like online games, MMOs, and I know some people really like the anthem, what have you. But like, I don't think that's the way for Bioware to go. And and by the oh, way, yeah. Old Republic is great. I love Old Republic. I've played it for years. But to me, that's like an Austin Bioware Austin niche thing, and like. You know, I, I think it would be best if like Edmonton just focused on single player story driven RPGs. And I don't think that's if Amazon were to buy EA, if they had any plans for Bioware at all, I don't think single player story driven RPGs would be it. I mean, and to be fair, I think that's what both of those teams want. Like, I, I think the people that are now working at Swotar uh, like doing that. And I think the people that are at Edmonton like doing the single player games. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we had like a whole other deal. This was <laughs> this is just the opening. <laughs> this was the baby topic, I guess, the for the episode. Yeah, tomorrow. yeah. Um, but hey, you know, at least for once, our like ten minute opening was actually relevant to like you know what we're trying to do here, and not just us bitching about some new pop culture bullshit. I mean, I mean, we could talk about that new Elton John, Britney Spears song. That shit is fire, I son. I have <laughs> not actually heard it, but I heard it was balls. So that, the fact that you the immediately said it was fire was surprising what to me. dweebs are you talking to? They don't know music. Apparently, I don't. I, 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 I have not heard it. I will say that. I just knew it, it happened and it dropped. And uh, Britney Spears is out there posting nudes and Sailor Moon toys. And I'm like, you know what? God bless her. <laughs> <laughs> Brit Britney not with like Britney is almost like Kanye. You kind of have to put the the entity of the personality to the side. Uh, here's the thing: I K- Kanye is just like the bad kind of crazy. Britney Spears is like the I I feel bad for you, but you're nice kind of crazy. She's chaotic good. Yeah, yeah. Chaotic neutral. What's Kanye then? He's not chaotic evil. <laughs> <laughs> I think like because to me chaotic. Well, I don't know. Is he chaotic evil? I, I'd put him as like neutral, if anything. He's leading to the evil, I think. And that Elton John Britney <laughs> Spears song <laughs> is really. I look. I'm not even the world's biggest Elton John fan, you know. But like, it's fucking Elton John, right? Like, he's a part of pop culture in, indelibly, yeah. and I love this trend of like the. Cold Heart, that Dua Lipa. It's like a remix of several Elton John songs with Dua Lipa. Fucking fire. Brilliant. Phenomenal. I, One of my favorite songs from earlier this year. Apparently, I've been living under a rock because I have. No, I didn't even know he did anything with Dua Lipa. It, he did and he didn't. He didn't sing anything new. It's literally just a remix of four Elton John songs. At least I oh. think he didn't sing anything new. I think it's all sampled from like the original tracks. And then Dua Lipa is singing some some lyrics from his song and i believe some new lyrics and like 
and now I think they're kind of trying to recapture that with this Britney Spears because the Britney Spears song it's really just Tiny Dancer like sort of remixed oh. with some with some Britney in does it does he need money what why does he suddenly just popped in the the pop scene does he like <laughs> did he get hurt during COVID like what's <laughs> I don't know I don't think he needs money but I think somebody had the idea and I think maybe he's not having to actually do anything and yet he's on the charts again and so why not well, I guess why not? I'm trying to get the TikTok kids into singing Tiny Dancer. It's brilliant. It's yeah. fantastic. I love this trend. All right. Anyway, uh, the, the Dragon actual, Age, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we were talking back and forth about top. I know we have some uh, outstanding things. I'm still trying to finish Mass Effect Andromeda, which I stalled hard on again. <laughs> but <laughs> It happens. It happens. Um, <clears throat> uh, anyway, but uh, so the topic we're going to do today that we both thought was kind of interesting is um, just how specifically how technology and magic is uh, handled in today. We're going to talk about dragon age. We will do mass effect too, but um, uh, we're oh, sorry. Were we just doing the tech today or are we doing both? I think we wanted to do how magic is in dragon age, but then you had a really good like twist on that, which is we were going to do magic in dragon age and tech in mass effect. But then you said like, well, what about, what is effectively like magic in Mass Effect and what is technology in Dragon Age. So I guess today we'll do magic in Dragon Age plus tech. I feel like there's going to be more on the magic side, but both. Yeah, well, let's let's actually just start with tech because we'll have a lot to talk about magic. And I I actually kind of think the tech's more interesting, but whatever. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. um, technology in Dragon Age. So uh, it really boils down to shine on the Canari and the, the doors. The dwarves have um, basically, they call it like light steam power. Um, It's not like as full-blown steampunk yet, but I mean, at least when they were... So apparently there's a 10-year jump between Dragon Age 4 and everything else that we have in the media. So, I mean, that 10 years, maybe some more steampunky things happen with the dwarves. We don't actually know. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also know they have clockwork. There is actually clockwork Shornan or Lay. Um, I think it's supposed to also be Dwarven clockwork. I, I'm not quite sure. Um, but like clocks are at least common enough in um, more richer countries. Like you never see one in Ferelden, but there's like everywhere in, in the Relay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where we're sitting at. Now, what type of steam stuff do they do? Um, it's not really described hard. Like there's no trains been described yet or anything. They It really is the little blurb you have in like some of the codex entries is light steam power it's pretty (laughs) it's pretty basic um and uh, quite frankly i'm not quite sure what even that means um there i know um bronca is said to have developed a smokeless coal and i i think that's actually like a real thing maybe i'm not quite sure but like the coal is used for steam power blah 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 Uh, and then like forages and stuff like that um and then there's the canari and the canari interesting because they have gunpowder and that's where a lot of their stuff comes in so like we can actually see it is totally within the realm of possibilities. We see Canari guns. They we knew now they have cannons and like on their ships, and that's why their dreadnoughts are so scary because they have like these really advanced cannons. Um, <clears throat> other places do sort of have like a explodey thing going on, but like, it, but it's, it's like magic based. It's something with lyrium. Gunpowder is very unique to the Canari lands, if you will, and that's why. And they call it Sarkamek, and that's why. Uh, I think it's Sarkamek, right? I'm blanking. But I uh, know Sarkamek's the poison. 
poison yeah what what's the what's the it's it's like is it gatlock it's gatlock i think it's gatlock yeah yeah there we go it's it's been a hot minute (laughs) but uh the gatlock powder that's why the one dwarven guy wanted to capture it because it is gunpowder it was extremely useful it could do a lot of cool things and dragon age 2 with uh the air shock that quest yeah and um, that's kind of where the Canari are sitting. And somewhere in the middle, hopefully, uh, the humans can get their shit together. Um, most of the human technology is really based on magic. And that kind of maybe leads more into the magic side of things. Um, but there, there is like sometimes this weird magic but has a technology feel to it. Like, uh, think of the... Uh, they were basically robots at the very end of Dragon Age 2 that Meredith summoned. It was just metal statue with magic. How different is that from a robot? I'm not sure. We, sure. we It is described that magic to like make sure the spell goes right. There is mathematics behind it. Like, huh. And, 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 and there is like a, like um, uh, when you, when you play the uh, quest for getting the mages and you meet Felix, which is a friend of Dorian's, Felix isn't really a good mage, but he's really good at magical theory, which is a lot of mathematic based and stuff. And you even see the Canari studying some of that in Trespasser DLC. So how much of that is technology then? You know? Um, and then when we saw um I I I think this was one of the more recent trailers, but it kind of looked like they might have had some like neon light situation going on in Tevinter, but obviously that's gonna be magic based because Tevinter is very hard on the magic um and like uh there on one of the comics there was a like it was like an opera laser light show obviously that was <laughs> magic but it, it was it, it there it looked very technology like so i i think in to venter they're going to really try to aim for this the canary have the gunpowder the doors have the steam and the humans have like this and maybe the elves too, because a lot of the human stuff was taken from the elves. But it's like this magic tech. I, like <laughs> I was gonna say the humans have like EDM light shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, like this ostentatious uh, dance. It almost like uh, a lot of people even said that the like little trailer that we got out of um, it was it wasn't last year's Game Awards. It was like the year before last Game Awards. <laughs> Where um, it had like a very split second into Vinter and it kind of looks cyberpunky a little bit because you're in like a city street. There's like those neon light situations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that sort of stuff. So like I I feel like, and and I don't know, but I feel like the humans are gonna kind of try it. Like the, they might use some of the Dwarven stuff, but like they're kind of avoiding tech. And if the magic ever goes away, they're gonna be fucked. Whereas the Dwarves and the Canary are like suckers. <laughs> <laughs> And they, 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 they're pretty good without it. Um, so yeah, as far as like technology that isn't magic that the humans have, I'm really trying to struggle. Like they, like there's some, I don't, it's also like, how do you define technology? Like is building architecture, like in the science of architecture, is that, is that technology? Cause it kind of can be like with, with some of the stuff that you really have to figure out. Yeah, in a manner of speaking, I, the the thing that was actually coming to mind for me was who has the best fleets, and that's the Cunari, right? As far as yeah. ships, yeah. Um, now technically Antiva, but they're all pirates, and they kind of don't really belong to 
them. They're just kind of their own. <laughs> Bunch of stolen Kunari ships. <laughs> uh, honestly, some of them. So, like, yeah, no, the the, the best fleet right now, the, pretty much the best army goes to the Kunari. And the only reason they're being fought off is because the Tementors have the magic. So I, I think like a big theme in Dragon Age could potentially be magic versus technology. Um, that would be amazing, actually. Like if that if that fully played out, because then what follows naturally for me from naval superiority is air superiority. And thus far, nobody's out there yeah. flying unless they're doing magic and or dragon flying, right? Or Yeah, unless the Griffins come back, which theoretically they are supposed to come back. And that then the oh. Wardens would have the air superiority. That would that, that would be epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I actually, yeah, would I would imagine that the Canari are probably closest to flight because the dwarves don't want to even go near that. That is way out of their <laughs> way out of their league. Um, so yeah, it would definitely be the the Canari, and I'm I can't imagine why they wouldn't try that. And they're really I mean, into like science and stuff. So I could totally see them doing that. Yeah. I mean, we, we were going to talk at some point. I don't want to jump ahead about things that potentially go too far. But like <clears throat> if the wardens have air superiority and the Kunari are like trying to respond to that by like building a flying machine of some sort, like that's only like a couple steps removed from take that piece of it, combine it with their Navy and like do like aircraft carriers i mean i'm getting too tactical with it but like they can have both right like try and use their ships as the launching point for their sort of pseudo planes yeah so here this kind of leads into a thing that i want to talk about is how much technological advancement could thetis go into before we start saying like ah this doesn't really feel like thetis anymore um, so, like, could we get, like, one of those, like, stereotypical in the steampunk settings airships where it has, like, a balloon on it and it's, like, this, it's like a pirate ship with the balloon attached to it and it's just flying through the air? Could we get one of those things? I, I imagine that's a Canari thing. And, like, yeah, I kind of think that would be baller. I kind of like, I was about to say, I kind of like airships. So yeah, I kind of do, too. They're kind of, like, dorky. And when you really think about it, it makes no sense. Um like I like I love Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet was a great. Did you, did you ever see that movie? Classic, absolutely. Classic. Yeah. It was like space airships. It was great. Yeah, I would love that. Um, the, the, the Treasure Planet doesn't quite work with Thetis, but uh, yeah, just like I really can't think of a piece of media where like it like the stereotypical airship that you see in like smaller works online. What's like? Oh, you know what? I think they had one on uh, the third Mummy movie. Uh, yes, you might be right. I think they did. Like, no, it's not a good movie. Or maybe it was the second Mummy movie. I can't remember. But I, I agree. Like, aesthetically, whatever, maybe it's it's well, you know, well-covered territory. But, like, I don't care. I think that I think that could be iconic looking if that was, you know, in, involved in some type of battle somewhere, you know. Yeah. Or even, like, I, it, like we could ride on it around Thetis. Oh, fuck yeah, that would be amazing. What if that was like the camp? What if that was like the party base? Ooh, that would be fun. And like, hey, can't get us up here, bitches. <laughs> yeah, like it's the reason why you're always safe and you can retool, rest there, and then obviously like fast travel to wherever you're going to go. That would be very cool. 
I, I don't know how that would work in many different ways, but that would be real sweet. Now um, there are um this is this is more on the magic side. There is something sort of like that with the elves, where they have the air of elves, and like they're supposed to like using magic have these floating sh- land ships, and they don't go super high up. I think it's supposed to like. Well, you you got a car there that is. Oh, this is the return. I, I was really <laughs> hoping that wasn't going to pick up, but it's the return of that fucking car, man. I think my microphone is fixed now, but now this fucking asshat with his goddamn loud car is going to be the new pet peeve of everyone. Do you, do you know his name? Like, can we can we name the the car asshat? Um, no, I don't know his name. I've never seen the guy, but um, we should come up with a name for him. Audience, come up with a name for him. <laughs> the comments below. What's this? Our new guest speaker's name. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, anyway, but yeah, the Aravels, I think they go as high as like, kind of like above the average tree line and they can, they're supposed to look like they're sailing on the tree line. Um, we've never seen that happen and like, it doesn't actually work like that in the lore for the most part. Um, that's just like the legend it's supposed to has. Um, mm-hmm. and I imagine if we go to like the ancient elves, I actually think there was a concept piece where it looked like it had like flying ships. Oh, and then, oh, actually. Yeah, there no okay. There was um in the descent DLC, there was like a dwarf that was said to get like lost in the deep roads, and then came back and was like really loopy and like starving. And one of the stories that this this dwarven woman told is that she saw like floating ships in the deep. So like, I I would imagine if that was supposed to be real and not like a uh, it's actually supposed to like sometimes the devil do this where like they'll throw in a reference to some sort of other piece of media. Um, for that particular reference, I don't know if it is a reference or not, or if it is actually like a lore thing that will come back. I imagine that's more like an elven thing that was in the deep because we've already seen that happening. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so we, I, I guess the dwarves might have some flying stuff too, maybe? Question yeah, and I feel like we've done a good job of defining a thing that's not gone too far because I, I think airship is, I, I'm game for airship. Yeah, I think we're game for airship. I th- I would also, I wouldn't mind trains. Somewhat. Really? Yeah, I feel like if it was like underground trains, like the dwarves, like I could totally see if the dark spawn never happened, the logical progression of the deep roads would then just become the subway, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, that's interesting. Like, because... Like, how extensive are we talking about? Are we talking about, like, a thing that the dwarves use? Or are we talking, like, a Thetis interstate system underground? No, not like that. I'm thinking, like, if the dwarves, like, uh, this probably isn't going to happen in the next game. But, like, I'm thinking, like, um, maybe maybe if the Darkspawn is defeated and the dwarves can really reclaim a lot of their homeland, like, in between, like, major tigs, I could see, like, at the very least, just, like... um, because there's going to be a lot of like blight left in the, the the deep roads, even if the darkspawn are defeated, and they don't really want to touch it, so they just lay down rail work. And if you want to get to one place to the other, you can do so safely, but just zoop zipping by it. So like that makes sense to me, and it's totally within the realm of their possibility. They have coal; they're getting on on steam power. Like I think they could do it if someone just thought about it. I'm fifty fifty on that. Like I, there's a version of that that where I would think it makes total sense. Like. Uh-huh. If it's a train where like they have like a nice 
train car and like people sip tea and there's like food service <laughs> on the train. I'm like, that's going too far. But if it's like a piece of wood with some wheels and two dwarves pushing a seesaw to make it go, I'm like, all right, I'll allow it. <laughs> I don't know the fucking terms for these. You know, know what I'm talking I, about? No, the I one where you, you have to move the lever. I, you know, Michael's a bit of a train guy and he's actually in the room. Hey, Michael. <laughs> Michael, I have a train. He's shaking his head like, no, I don't want to be a part of it. Now, come <laughs> you know, in trains, uh, there's like that one thing where like two guys sit on it and it's like a seesaw. What's that called? Oh, he doesn't know. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the help. I love you. <laughs> all, be- all because I wanted to say something stupid on purpose, like push a seesaw. <laughs> I just wanted to bother him. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> kids sometimes it's fun when you don't know exactly what something's called just lean into it just say it wrong more on purpose <laughs> and sometimes it's fun just to bother your significant other <laughs> that's true it is <laughs> that's like the peak relationship is being able to just annoy the other person oh my god the extent to which my girlfriend and i annoy each other on purpose <laughs> is endless <laughs> that's relationships it's it's true love honestly yeah. uh Okay, so trains, I think, yeah, maybe there's something there. But like, what's one that's where do we know it's gone too far? Like electricity, right? Like if people are flipping light switches, it's gone too far. Yeah, I think light switches is too far because then we start getting a little bit. Now, now here's the thing. Then what if it's not really a light switch? It's not electric, but it is magical power. We have magical light bulbs. How do you feel about that? Because that's basically what these neon lights are or are magical light bulbs and i kind of i okay with tevinter i can sort of see it but i think it is like really on that line of like thing that looks like technology but it's kind of magic and i think any further and like maybe a i don't know what that further would be i'm sure like there is that point of like okay that feels a little out of character for the world yeah, that's a great question. Here's here's oddly what comes to mind to me. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've liked the most about the Dragon Age franchise and series from the onset and that they've done a pretty good job of, of maintaining throughout or even heightening is the idea that magic is dangerous. Yeah. Um, in and Elder Scrolls, exactly. Dangerous <laughs> and hard to do. And stuff like Elder Scrolls, it's like, yeah, magic is shown to be dangerous, but it's also ubiquitous. Like, it seems like anyone can learn to cast a fireball or something like that. But yeah. And Dragon Age, they've done a pretty good job of being like, look, magic and people who can wield magic could be a boon and a benefit, but they present such a danger that we have this major societal divide with like control via Templars versus mages being more free and and that sort of thing. Chancery circles, etc. It's like if that is going to hold true and not ring false, maybe magic can't become so ubiquitous as to like someone has a magical, everyone has a magic light bulb in their house. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, someone who's like, like the Archon having like a weird magic light bulb. Sure. But then like, yeah, Joe, Joe McSlave man having something that would be a bit weird. Right. And a bunch of people who, if they knew it was magic, they would Mm -hmm. want less to do with it anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like, what's like a, modern convenient oh here's one okay i think plumbing goes a bit too far in some places 
Oh, like if they can flush a toilet, it's not Dragon Age anymore. Yeah, that feels a little too modern for me for some reason. And I don't know why, because I know like plumbing is actually a lot older than we think it is. But like if I can if I can just go into Tevinter and like I can turn on a sink like hot and cold water, that feels a little too modern for me. Like if it's just water, like only water's coming out. I feel like that. But like if I can change if I can choose the temperature. A little, I'm a little suspicious. I don't know why that feels too modern for me. Maybe that's just my ignorance on plumbing. No, I think I think that on the gut check test, I'm with you on that. That for some reason that feels the same for me. Is it anything like if the Dragon Age setting was actually closer to Victorian era setting? Is that pushing the line or is that past the line? I'm trying to think of like what's some like go to Victorian things. Like they had, they had the trains with the sipping tea that you weren't fans of. <laughs> I guess you're right, right? I think. Yeah, so I think it uh, might be, might be, it might be past. Now, here's the thing: now, could they have a spinoff that's like it's not even the Dragon Age anymore? It's a whole other age, and it's a whole different thing. Yeah, and I'd probably love the hell out of it. But right, sticking right. within the technical terms of the Dragon Age, where it is within this time period, if we suddenly get that sort of stuff in ten years from where we were, I think that would feel a little weird. Now. Granted, Tevinter has is supposed to be much more advanced than the rest of Thetis and everywhere in Thetis. We've mostly been in Ferelden, which is supposed to be the backwaters. But Orlay isn't, and Orlay doesn't have that type of stuff. So, like, right. that... Now, now it does have, um, like, it obviously has bathtubs, and it even has, like, heated teapots, because there's, like, enchantments on the teapots to keep your water warm. Um, and probably you could do the same thing with bathtubs, but someone still has to draw the bathtub. So I feel right. like in in to venter would have to sort of be the same way you'd have to draw the bath up i can't just be like oh check out this motherfucker and i turn a knob and the water comes out um now there was a in in the novel actually the first novel that was in the dragon age series uh stolen throne there was a magical pot of water that when it, it was like spilled in the deep roads and it just like it had created a river because it just created water that didn't feel weird when I guess you could technically, if you were really good, have that enchantment on a tub. Yeah. I, it, I, agree, hmm. I agree with that. Hmm. It's just exactly the same as like the light bulb analogy. Like if there's yeah. some really powerful mage who does that stuff, no problem with it whatsoever. If it's in yeah. every home, I'm like, nah, that feels weird. Yeah. What I think cars would feel weird. Like any cars, car. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think like engines and gasoline. Well, engines that are like gas powered would feel weird. Um, what else? What else would come? Like looking around the room. Obviously, like a computer, but that's like a duh. Well, there's no. Okay, so like this is an example from another series, but like in Witcher, they have uh, what's it called? Megascopes? Where they can like basically, you know, whatever. Yennefer is basically doing video calls with people. <laughs> Okay. I always thought that was like, I, I get it. It's a different series. And, and in their world of magic, that's okay. But like, I'm trying to think, right? Like, there's never been a goddamn magic video call in Dragon Age, right? No. So, so far, the closest they've had was um, whatever Dorian has with the sending crystal that he hands the Inquisitor, um, which we have not actually seen used. It is just described as used. And then there was the movie um, Dawn of the Seeker, where she has this crystal that basically sends text messages. Um, and that's about it. But um, yeah, so I guess like the sending crystal, 
which we don't even know how it works. He does describe that you can hear a voice. We don't know if he can like be a video call though. Which on that, I think phones would feel weird. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of going on the electricity thing though. Yeah. Or even, even if it was like magic, kind of like what you're, I mean, the ones you're describing, I would say again, if it's very limited use mm-hmm. and it's someone who, you know, went through a lot of trouble to find this very rare artifact that can send like magic text messages. Then it's like always like, okay, yeah, then maybe that's kind of cool that it's this rare thing, but maybe it's more the idea of ubiquity for any of this stuff. Like if it's common, mm-hmm. you know, people are doing their, their magic video calls the way people do FaceTime. It's like, yeah, that would feel weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, other, other than conveniences, um, do you think there's ways for the magic to go too far? Um, yeah, I, I think like really if it magic going too far in the Dragon Age universe, I think is if they forget the consequences of magic, which which is totally e- like easy to do. Like <clears throat> if 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 they sat there like, OK, we want all of our companions to. I, I don't even know what, like have magical walkie talkies and like like npcs can talk to us on the magical walkie talkies like that would kind of feel weird because like why does everyone have this new cell phone crystal why why is that a thing now so like yeah i think if like a lot of people just have a magic item and that's really common and like there's not a lot of people that feel weird about it then that would i think go too far like i don't think ferelden's mm-hmm. ever going to be really into any magical stuff <laughs> ferelden's kind of like the anti-vaxxers <laughs> as regard to magic and <laughs> the first time that comparison has ever been made in dragon age but there you have it i'm i mean yeah and like to to be fair it, the, the the it kind of breaks a bit but like magic is very dangerous so i think that if dragon age ever forgets how dangerous magic is um, and, and not really so much the setting as it is the the writers. And I think that would that would break it. Like it it needs to be hard. It needs to have consequences. And I think the only way they can get away with showing magic that is so like it, it's 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 everywhere and has no consequences is going to be when we flash back to the Elven era. And I think that's hmm. it because <clears throat> the yeah. Elven era is supposed to be like legendary and like for like eight thousand years had all this incredible magic and like people who were immortal and like had slavery and were not afraid to just kill a billion people to do like a magic thing. Then like, okay, yeah, you could kind of do what you want uh, with that. Um, now I, okay. On a thing that actually happened in the series that I think broke it a bit is uh, the time magic. I don't like the time travel plot line. I was right about to go there. I was right about to mm-hmm. ask about that is did, did they have, they already gone too far with the time magic. I I think they did because that is going to be really hard to forget. Now they they tried their best. Now okay, as, as a side note, I actually really like the quest. It was really fun to play. I enjoy yep. it as a player, as someone like that also likes the lore. I go, oh god, what have you done? Because um, <laughs> time travel in anything is just so messy. Like unless you're writing a story about time travel, like Back to the Future, and you just say, ah, fuck it, we're just here along for the ride, and you have to deal with it, like. Uh, it, it, things get messy fast. Um, and I know they try to explain it where like, well, we can only travel so far back because of the, when, when the breach was open. So that's why we can only go back to whatever and go forward this whatever. Um, but like, okay, then, then that implies that the ancient elven area 
could have also done something similar because there was no veil. So they could have time traveled the whole way. Suddenly, how are you going to explain anything that Solus did if he was trying to defeat gods who could probably have the means to do the time travel? Un- mm-hmm. Unless uh, What's-His-Face was the first one to invent time travel, which I th- I think Solus might even have a like a comment saying, oh, I've never seen this, this bullshit before. Um, then like, how is like some guy able to figure this out suddenly? Like what happened in between the ancient elven area that had like incredible feats and like, yeah, who's more powerful? Some like ancient being versus a guy with a sick kid. Apparently it's the guy with a sick kid and there was no ancient powerful being with a sick kid that could do time travel. So I, 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 I think that it, it, it raises more questions than anything. Um, and I would imagine that time travel is never mentioned again in the series. And it was just like a fun, like, okay, that was real fun. We had a lot of, a lot of good times and we're just going to say, don't mention it again. Shh, it goes away. Um, and that's what I'm imagining kind of happens in the future. Um, if time travel ever comes up again in the series, they're very brave to do so. <laughs> yeah, I think you nailed it. It's almost uncanny because I feel almost exactly what you just described. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, the idea that this is a one and done. Um, I also really liked the quest. I really liked the moment. It's one of the most memorable quests in any Bioware game ever. Like I remember just being floored that they were doing it. And in the moment I was having like, I think the same reaction you describe of like, this is amazing, but also immediately the implications were like, holy crap, what a can of worms they just opened. Like if you can do this, like that casts so many potential implications that, I think it's I think it would be coolest if it was this one time thing that can never be repeated. And maybe even I don't know, like maybe this is stretching incredulity or have people having to suspend disbelief too much. But like even Alexius kind of doesn't know how he did it. Almost mm-hmm. like it was a fluke kind of a thing. Because um, he's because depending you can have him executed, you can do a bunch of different his fate, like he can still be alive. Yeah. And that to me is it's like in Dragon Age Dreadwolf is like you know, can you pull him out of a cell somewhere? Can someone pull him out of a cell and be like, do this again? I think it would be actually kind of cool if there's a scene where he admits like, look, I was trying to do it, but I could never succeed. And then one time it just did. I'm not sure what happened. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. I think, I think it's weird, right? Like time magic kind of is one of those things that goes too far, but it's, it's like with an asterisk that says, it's actually kind of cool if you only ever do it once. If they ever do it again, if there's a second occurrence of time magic, I can probably like see myself crossing my arms going like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I, not I, gonna. I think there at least needs to be some budget for the rule of cool to adopt a tabletop term. Where sometimes, like, this is a game. We're having fun. This isn't like a real setting where things make sense. There's a whole bunch of plot holes even within just magic usage. If I'm having a good time and it's really fucking cool, I'm not going to complain that much. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's why that quest in Hush Whispers works is because it, it, it succeeds in the rule of cool. And I think that if it was a bad quest, we would easily say this is the worst quest in the game, in the series, because not only is it a bad quest, it also breaks the lore tremendously. And I guess you're right. Yeah. And I feel like I, I feel like you could use time magic again as long as it keeps along with the rule of cool. 
but it, and it'd be fine. Like, um, there was a, I know it's a fan fiction, so whatever, but probably one of the better fan fictions, um, now granted, I have not read fan fiction in like a hot minute, so I'm missing a bunch, but probably one of the better fan fictions for the Dragon Age series is one called, I think it's Looking Glass, it's been a while, and I remember who wrote it was uh, was a person named Fainites, and the main story hook was that, uh, was, was time magic. It was like, okay, Solus took the time magic uh, or no, he didn't take it. I think he like he already had it. He was already going to use it. And like the whole plot of getting the the orb back was that he could travel himself back in time to when he was a young man to fix all of his mistakes. And that was the blight because it, what what the blight was was essentially he had already tried to in the past make himself go back in time and fix his mistakes or something. And the blight was the essentially the folded over. Um, time loop or whatever that had come back to like also like fight it like no you can't do this we, we are thousands of souls that died and like that was a really cool idea mm-hmm. um and like so not that dragon age is going to go there because like the, it, it obviously isn't but like if they did something like that where like there is a severe severe consequence to a time magic situation that would be really cool yeah, I, I guess I guess yeah, like when you said that rule of cool and when I think back to my reaction of of that quest, I, I guess if they did it a second time. That's fair. It would be like, oh, they've already done this. Well, well no, no, I was asking you to say like oh. I was describing that my reaction would be sort of like crossing my arms. And, and then after you started talking about rule of cool, I think I have to correct myself. It's like, no, it wouldn't be like me crossing my arms going, I don't like this. It would be exactly like my reaction to the first time magic multiplied in both directions. Like <laughs> if it's a cool mission, I would be having that same reaction of going like, Holy crap, I can't believe they're doing this again. This mm-hmm. is so cool. And then other me would be kind of going that, Ooh man, how are they going to deal with this again? Kind of like a polarity. Like I'll like it even more and dislike it even more at the same time. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I can't argue with, you know, the reaction that we all had the first time that that happened. It was really fucking cool. If they can pull off something like that again, they probably will, question mark? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, other magic things that, like, would definitely just break it. Um, I feel like... So something that has been like talked about in in fan circles is that is Solus going to try to take down the veil? What if he could just take down a portion of the veil and that's where the elves live? Um, And I think that while that's totally plausible, you would need to put a lot of work into doing that. You know, like that's going to be a big or magical ordeal. Um. So I feel like if like if if he does that and it's too simple, like he just goes, oh, I never thought of that. Why don't I just do that right now? And then he does it. And like maybe he's like, oh, I need to use two lyrium potions because it's really hard to do, guys. And then like he, <laughs> this giant thing happens and I'm like, oh, OK, that's not. That doesn't work for me, um, but that kind of just more like breaks the it's hard rule. It's not really on that. What's what's like a very specific magical thing that just does not feel right in Thetis? Hmm. Um, bringing people back from the dead easily. 
Yeah. <clears throat> resurrection spells being like, let me just pull a scroll out and do a resurrection spell. Yeah. Now there is, um, it's not quite raising the dead, but there is like a spell used in the comics where like uh, a- after a certain amount of time, like a short time period before, like, af- af- sorry, after a person has died, you can call back the spirit and be like, yo boy, what the fuck happened to you? And he goes, I don't fucking know. And then he's gone. Um, and then the Navarans also have a thing where it's not really bringing back the dead, but you call a spirit of the Fae to come back into the body. And it's not really that person. It's mm. somebody else. Like it's something else, but it acts like the person or it tries to be, or it tries to act like that person. And I feel like that's different but in the same vein and different enough that I think it works, but like, I don't know what your take on it is. That to me sounds, you know, like it's in the realm of necromancy. Yeah. And I think that's okay. But not bringing back the dead. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of like, you know, and even like quite honestly, even like from a gameplay standpoint, like they've never done permadeath really like as a result of like battles and stuff, but yeah, you know, a companion dies, but it's like literally like an item in the inventory called the resurrection <laughs> spell. And you're just like, oh, not anymore. So, um, yeah, that's, that's one of those games. But then again, somehow Liliana's back. So. Yeah, you got, well, that's a, that also brings into like, there's delirium and the memory thing. And then also like, is that Liliana actually Liliana, but someone just pretending to be Liliana. And like, there's that whole situation. It's one of the coolest theories in the, in the series. In yeah. And, and like Cole kind of falls into that too. Like he's not, He's not Cole. Cole is not Cole. There was a guy named right. Cole and he fucking died and it was sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the person named Cole just looked at the guy named Cole and was like, yeah, I could do that and decided to be him. Um, and that's kind of just what that was. Uh, so, like, I feel like there's a lot of uh, identity theft in Theta suddenly. Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, just bringing back the dead and they are legitimately who they are. That could be funky. Uh, but I feel like there's a lot of exceptions to that. Because then you got stuff like Corythius. And he's basically a lich. Um, when you think about it. Um, I'll allow it because of the voice. <laughs> <laughs> but it also plays into the blight. Which like is that sort of thing. What about what about like the concept of a like. Okay let's let's pretend. Now I'm trying to remember what the fucking witch is. It's it's basically like you have a phylact- well that well they, we have phylacteries, but it's a whole different thing. So you probably couldn't do liches. You'd have to be something else. Yeah, like even that would be like well that's that's a lich, right? So like that's like a monster or something. Like that's that's I would I would still feel okay with that. But if like I don't know if like a character that everybody like if fucking Duncan just came back from the dead like Warden Jesus all of a sudden it'd be like whoa. Yeah, that would you be a little just, weird. You can't just bring people back in that way. That get that gets into that sort of loopy. I don't know. It's just it's too fantasy to be like now they're back from the dead. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, I think God, <laughs> those are probably the major ones. Um, unless there's teleportation that doesn't bother me as much. Like teleport magic teleportation is. Again, as long as it's not every person has a magic teleporter in their house, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I actually don't hate that either, to be honest. 
you mean teleportation generally yeah. or everyone has one? Uh, no, sorry. Uh, in, in general. If everyone had one, yeah, that would be a little bit much. Because uh, it's sort of not really. Te- Alluvians are more portals. They're not really teleportation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like blanking on any like big magical thing. I feel like time magic is just such a good example of when magic goes too far just because it breaks story things. Like it's so easy to break your world with time magic. I agree. Hey, uh, dragons or is that just, are dragons a magic or is it just an animal? Um, well, one, I think actually depends on the world it is because some dragons are inherently magical creatures. I think in dragon age, it's just animal though. They're, they're right. They're pretty solidly an animal. Yeah, that's the, that's the interesting thing about dragons and fantasy is you, you you nailed it, right? It's like sometimes they're meant to be godly. Sometimes they're meant to be like a creature, but immortal. Sometimes they're just like a big wyvern, basically. Um, yeah. And yeah, I guess in Dragon Age, they're fucking cool though in Dragon Age. Like in Inquisition. But before Inquisition, they were fine. It's like a big enemy. It was hard. But like, I felt like the dragons in Inquisition, like now they're shooting lightning bits. Like, this is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So I, they're, they're more, maybe they have like a magical component to it because they can shoot fire and lightning and stuff like that. But there there are animals in uh, Dragon Age that can do magic stuff. Uh, Looking at you, ghasts, the worst enemy. Oh, actually, there it is. The worst enemy. Ghasts. Uh, Ghasts. I think that's the name. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me Google that real quick. Uh, they're those like little like little monkey dudes in uh uh yeah they are called guests um they're like these weird grimmin little guys in the dragon age 2 dlc with talus mark of the assassin and they only appear there and um they're the worst enemy in dragon age because uh they can actually use magic spells which in the lore is supposed to be reserved for humans and like people that can think and so this implies that there's a whole other race of beings and thetas called the gas that are just kind of fucking there and no one ever talks about them that uh, i i legit when you said what it was from i was like oh that's why i legit did not remember that <laughs> the gas now I've, I've looked it up and i'm like that is really interesting because at least on the wiki it says that their class is a warrior i don't know what um significance that actually has well yeah they they have like little little guys with like swords and spears and they have armor you know, and stuff like that. So, like, there implies, like, it has some sort of culture. And, like, there, there is, like, a, like, I don't know what you want to call it, like, a gas shaman or whatever that casts spells on you. That has a staff and will do a thing. And that's so weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> like, like, if we ever find out what the Fex is, which is supposed to be another race in, like, the Saharan area, I wouldn't be surprised if it's these little fuckers. Because like what 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 the what is this? It's like they're like little gremlins, and like it's never touched upon again. They were just like, I I think the gas tried to do the rule of cool, and it failed because there was too much confusion and not it wasn't cool enough. And they they not even part of the the quest. It just kind of like you go there and these things pop out, and you're like, what the hell is this? And I think there might be a throwaway dialogue of, oh, it's a gas. These things are common. I'm like, are they? They're basically goblins, aren't they? Yeah. Right? Because you said they have a shaman, like that's what does the casting, but otherwise they're like, it's basically goblins. Yeah, that's, 
these are. They're just strange little guys, and I'm not a fan of them. So yeah, this that breaks the. Uh, I feel like yeah, animals using magic, which is what they're trying to portray these things as. I think that breaks breaks the lore. So like if I, I suddenly agree. if suddenly there's a like not even a possessed cat, but a cat that just like flies <laughs> for no goddamn reason. It just figured it out somehow. That would be right. a little weird for me. Flying cat. Yeah. <laughs> That's the air superiority. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of Tavinter dudes riding in on cats. <laughs> just giant cats. <laughs> no, no, no. Regular sized oh, cats. Right. Like just what? a full-sized man, like a guy riding a miniature motorcycle, like that kind of thing. <laughs> I, was imagining, full... <laughs> I was imagining they like tie the cat, like one cat per foot or something, and they're like <laughs> cat roller skating. Yeah, no, well, there's there's different styles of riding. Some some airborne warriors go for the one cat per foot stance. <laughs> others others kind of ride on the back of the cat. Some some go all fours, Katie. So you kind of get into a prone <laughs> position. There's a cat on each arm and on each leg. That's more the recon mode. That's like your Iron Man with cats on. Yeah. Oh, Can you imagine the suit up sequence? It's like they zoom in on him, like strapping some screaming cat to his forearm. It's like clawing at him. So like it's unpleasant for everybody involved. He's just like tying it in. Come on, kitty. Let's go get him. Those backwater Ferelden bastards and their dogs. Uh, I haven't read the Battle Cat series, so I'm imagining this is just what that is. <laughs> uh, well, folks, we found it. This is the magic and the technology that can go too far in Dragon Age. <laughs> Flying cats. <laughs> Do you remember, like, it was one of... This was in that era of, like, Charizard in, in, in Shepherd's clothing or whatever. But oh, yeah. um, where they were trying to also take like silly scientific quote unquote things and make memes out of them. And there was one, I say scientific loosely, by the way, where it's like how, how to make infinite floating thing. And it was like a cat always lands on its feet and a toast always lands butter side up. So you'd like tape the two together and it's like <laughs> perpetual. That's why I'm imagining this is working in Theta. This is like, it's just toasts on cat and they're flying around. Uh, toasty cats. <laughs> is this the stupidest thing we've ever said? It might be. It's got to be. Somebody can review the tape, but it's probably up there. It's up there. Yeah, uh, it's up there. <clears throat> um, um, yeah. All right, Katie, where can the folks find? I think that's it, right? Is <laughs> yeah, that we're ending toast cats. Good night, everybody. Yeah, well, I think I think, yeah, we, we talked about technology that I think goes too far in the Dragon Age series. And we're talking about magic that goes too far and then kind of where we are. I guess we didn't really talk about where we are in the magic, but I think you kind of at least one of those you, you played the series. You kind of know where magic is, where like technology yeah. isn't really mentioned much. Like, I feel like when we do like tech and Mass Effect, we're not going to touch on it as much. It's like, yeah, there's there's space and robots and AI, but maybe we would. I don't know. Um, what were you gonna say something? No, I was gonna say the comparison for Mass Effect. I get, but we'll we'll save that more for that episode. I, I guess in my head, I'm more interested in what Mass Effect decided to do versus what other sci-fi series have done. But that'll be for next time. Yeah, well, I guess to to sort of steal that idea for Dragon Age real quick. Like, is there another? I mean, I'm sure it exists. I just don't know it. But is there like a other made major media? Um, or video game where magic is hard and I immediately think of The Witcher but is there another one? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, depends. I mean, major like in gaming or just anywhere. Uh, I guess more gaming because that's what we do. I, I, I'm sure like anywhere there's like a thousand other like book novels. Yeah, like, exactly. I was gonna say like books and stuff. And and uh, in games, I think typically, I guess, well, kind of a weird one, but outward. Out. Um, outward's like a survival game. It's not super narrative based, and it's a whole thing where like you can't just pick a class that knows magic. You have to journey to a place that's really hard to get to, like literally up to a mountain and like do a ritual and you sacrifice some of your um, I didn't play a ton of outward. So forgive me for those people who have hundreds of hours in outward. But and I didn't do it because I wasn't interested in that. But I believe you had to you have to give up a certain amount of your health or stamina in order to be able to hold magic. Oh, wow. And the casting is like really hard, like to cast magic in combat, like you really have to like set it up. And it's it's like concentration right like you can't get hit kind of a thing but that, that's one where i enjoyed how they approached it from a gameplay standpoint but i think that's rare like in games most of the time magic is just meant to be fun cool and a power fantasy not yeah. dangerous comes with drawbacks you really should be careful and consider whether or not you want to do this like most games don't know how to i guess maybe fat or they just choose not to not that they don't know how but they choose not to not to go that route because maybe they think it's too much of a stifle on the fun factor. Yeah, that that actually kind of brings into question even the Dragon Age series because magic is supposed to be like have all these drawbacks and whatever. And like you don't actually see any of those when you play a mage in the game or even your mage companions for the most part. In particular, blood magic and two. That's true. Yeah, it just it it. It, like, which I do love the animation for the blood magic. <laughs> you just stab yourself in the gut. <laughs> it's really. It's a real, it's a real 2011 mood, really. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It is. It was that all the animations in that, in that, like, look, I love Dragon Age two. I love all the folks that made Dragon Age two. But dude, let's be honest. Every time you go back to play Dragon Age two and you see the casting animations for the maids, like, don't you think of those dorky kids dancing under the overpass? Oh my god, <laughs> that's such a good. Yeah, I do now. <laughs> It's like the same energy, man. I just go, oh boy. Um, but no, yeah, like I, I, I've never won. They should bring back blood magic. I'm not saying no blood magic in Dragon Age. They should bring it back from a gameplay standpoint. And I would just love it if there were story consequences for for choosing that mm-hmm. advanced class. I I do know the tabletop, the Dragon Age tabletop does try to address magic, and like it it ends up being like um. Now it's it's been a while since I read the rules for forgive me uh, if I get if I just botch this but there is like a rule where when you roll to do magic to see if it hits if you get low enough like you get a one maybe even a two I think it's just one though um you then have to roll if you get possessed or not That's awesome. Yeah and it's it but the problem is is that a lot of people don't like it because they're like well like in Dragon Age, when you get possessed, you said yes. Somewhat, uh, there was a little whisper in your mind says, do you need help with that? And you go, yeah, I do. And some people felt that that took away a person's agency. Of like, well, my character would never say yes to that, even when stressed. And so like, they, there's actually a lot of, um, uh, I forget, homebrew to, to go about not doing that. So it, it, I, I think even that is not quite the best um outcome now now there are other like it's, it's 
you can roll for other bad effects. Like you, it's not always possessed. Possessed is the extreme. You can just be stunned. You can like you you make a bad spell. You botched it. I think that's great. Um, I I think that's a, a fun thing to do. It, it, now it is very frustrating for the mages because like, you know, you <laughs> other games when you cast a spell, you just cast the spell. You know, you don't you don't really have fuck ups like that. Um, at least I I don't think you do in D anD. d well, so okay, I was actually going to mention something. Is it sounds like wild magic? Yeah, you know, uh, it is a lot like wild magic. Um, which isn't exactly the same thing. And I'm yeah. I'm no D and D expert. I encountered that uh, in Baldur's Gate, which is a mm-hmm. video game based on D and D, obviously. Uh, where it's like I believe it's the 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 one character. There's a companion who who is a wild mage, and depending on the role, I guess you try to cast one spell, and it will just cast something completely different. Yeah. Like even a spell that they don't know, uh, which is that's I think that's cool. I think it's interesting. Yeah, no, there there is something sort of like that, I think, where it, I don't think it's like you then randomize like what spells to cast. I think it's just like a fireball or something like yeah, if it explodes. Um, but yeah, like I wouldn't necessarily mind that in a Dragon Age game itself. Like I, I think that would. The problem is, is like if you. You could probably have done it in Origins because it was way more like tactical and stuff like that. And it, I don't know if the gameplay works in in a game like Inquisition. That I think would have been really hard to do because like the way the game was designed, I press number two or whatever, and I expect my character to shoot a lightning bolt, but instead she does some weird bullshit. Like that'd be like, okay, hold on, that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> this is a more of a fast paced action game and not like origins where i have to sit down and i think about the battle blah 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 i actually use tactical cam <laughs> that sort of thing what i would really <laughs> like kind of borrowing from that um the the whatever the remat remastered or whatever they called it of uh not remastered maybe the expansion that um beam dog did a Baldur's gate one mm. is like kind of localize it to a companion like mm. if there was one companion in a future dragon age game that had this problem slash benefit where like sometimes when they cast it's overpowered like it's got higher critical rate or just a higher overall base damage but sometimes it does weird crap that like does aoe damage to the party or damages themselves or whatever and you could fully choose to never bring that um companion or you could have a conversation with them where you encourage them to stop trying to use that overpowered version of spells and so it's safer Mm -hmm. or you could encourage them to do it so that they could be more powerful, but there's a there's a risk to it. And who knows, maybe there's even a storyline to it where their personality becomes more chaotic if they indulge that versus uh-huh. versus not. Like to me, that means it could be relatively localized to a companion, which may be good or bad depending on who you ask. Now, real quick, I I, I more for the audience than for you, but you are feel free to play along. Take a Dragon Age companion that already exists and put that power on them. Who are you thinking of? I'm immediately thinking of Meryl. I feel like Meryl would have been great mm. with that. Cause like, she's already like, she's trying out new magic that her base, like she's trying to get into more el- like ancient elven magics and delving deeper into that. And like, she made this like weird pact with a demon to do like the blood magic. I feel like she would have been the perfect candidate to be like, yeah, sometimes I just call upon that demon and he helps me uh, do some strange bullshit and uh, things just can happen. And like, she's just like, oh, like, I don't know, just with her personality of like, oh, no, I killed everyone. Oh, dear. Like, that just works <laughs> for her. 
like I, I feel like that like weird chaotic thing magic it just suits her perfectly so if Meryl ever comes back I, I want that <laughs> to be her <laughs> I yeah I think I fully agree with you and and I yeah I, I agree with that as a pick too and also like it would be good if there was a companion opposite to that one like if Vivian and Meryl were ever in the same game, like someone who would probably like fucking leave if you didn't tell this person to cut it out. I mean, yeah, that would honestly, you said Vivian, but I think Vivian maybe win would be the perfect choice for those. Oh yeah. 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 Win, I feel like would try to help Meryl more, but then like, I feel like there would be that time of like, okay, no one's listening to me. Fuck this. Where where Vivian's just like, all right, I'm going to be back with Templars in five. See ya. <laughs> yeah, well, no, the wind, wind's perfect because, like, if you combine that with um, what I was saying earlier about encouraging the person to either indulge in that extra power or control it, like, then wind either sort of abandons the party, leaves in protest, or helps them, like, mentors them to, to control it a little more. Because when, it, like, her storyline, it wind's, like, storyline and origins is so, it's, like, kind of interesting, but no one really gives a fuck about it, where she's technically possessed by a spirit. Um but like she gained like this weird power that no one could explain, but she was able to control it. And so she used it. And like, there was also this, like, should she use it? Cause she could die versus thing that was sort of touched upon. But again, no one talks about, um, cause no one like wins at me apparently. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, like that sort of thing. So maybe like, yeah, like she could let now granted she is canonically dead. So this would never happen. But like, uh, in this weird, bizarre world, perhaps a character like Wayne could say like, well, like I had this weird power upgrade too. And this, I dealt with it. Maybe I can help you out. You're not listening to me. Oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah, so some some mentor like mage character. I, I'm trying to think of like the other mages. Morgan wouldn't give a shit. Anders wouldn't give a shit. Um, Solus Solus would help, but mm, Dorian Dorian would be interested. I Dorian would I think would be the type to like study what she's doing, but then also be like that's some bullshit, huh? Um, and then, yeah, I think Vivian would be like, all right, you're doing some strange things. I'll be back with Templars. Um, I think I'm saying Vivian's a narc. I think that's what we're getting at here. <laughs> <laughs> huh. And, and, uh, everyone agreed. Yeah. Um, Hey, I think we, I know we're a little, you know, we're a little over an hour, but I, did we miss one? Like, I just thought of, um, what about golems? Golems. Okay. What about golems? Is that going like is that magic that's gone too far is it technology what category does it fit into or is it like nah that doesn't go too far uh i would say so that's magic at least in in the the series because it's supposed to be um lyrium and the so like okay to make a golem you take a person and you entomb them in rock and you pour molted lyrium over their body essentially killing them but also locking in that like essence that, that like movable spirit if you will that a, a person inside that you can then control and like tell to move i don't think i want to say it doesn't break because it's been in the series the entire time so i feel like you just naturally just include that in the world but yeah i don't i feel like that doesn't break because it it does lean more into like the magical it's it's not a robot it's it's I don't know. I feel like it doesn't break it. Do you, do you feel like it does? I guess I thought of that off the top of my head. Let me. N- hmm. Well, no, because if it's if what it's doing is killing them, right? Because you said they're they're dead, but like, you know, their spirit, something, whatever is trapped. 
then I guess that doesn't, because back to my prior logic, it fits under the umbrella of necromancy in a way. See, I'm thinking it might lean more into kind of what the Navarans do. We're like, that dwarf is dead. They are gone. Let's, let's say Shale, because Shale's the perfect example here. I think Shale as a person is gone, but they're the, the Lyrian that lives within the rock golem that is Shale took on the memories of the Shale that was basically melted alive inside of its core. You know? Yeah. So I I feel like that's because if you if like if like because lyrium its main properties is that it holds memories real real really well and if it has all the memories of shale tucked in there now granted shale has forgotten a lot of it but she does start to remember things when you when you jog it so it is I think it is in there somewhere so like it, I think that's one of the like it's basically coal when you get down to that it's it's yeah you know. <clears throat> Now maybe there is some sort of thing where like no when when you get all the lyrium in there that's really the person because like maybe their soul got trapped inside the like soul crystals in, in uh, Skyrim. I mm-hmm. I guess I wouldn't mind that either because like the soul got trapped in something before it crossed through the veil to wherever. Where in Dragon Age they're pretty adamant like yeah once the soul crosses wherever the fuck it goes it's gone you don't know where it goes see ya. And right. I, I think as long as that doesn't break, I think I'm okay with it. And I feel like with the explanation of well, Lyrian traps the soul within the rock, I feel like that works for me. I think it does too. Like I just thought of it <clears throat> spontaneously and thought, hmm, maybe a question, but I guess upon closer examination, it's really a good example of just how wild the magic can get and still like feel it doesn't okay. actually break anything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's why it's harder to come up. We 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 came up with some, at least I think so, some pretty solid tech that breaks the world. But magic's a bit harder, and I feel like the only one that really, I think, is like the worst offender they have already done in the series. (laughs) Right, and it kind of works. So I feel like with most magic things, if you give a good enough explanation, I'll sit there and go, "Yeah, okay, (laughs) fine, (laughs) just do it." Yeah, um, well, I mean, folks, if, if you think of anything, leave us comments, tweet us things, any we missed, um, any things that you think go too far magic-wise, tech-wise, and Dragon Age, mm-hmm. um, leave a comment, let us know. Yes. Uh, and where can they leave those comments, Jordan? I'm making you go first this time. Um, I mean, they can try Twitter if I'm ever on there. <laughs> if anyone tries to buy EA, I'll hop back on Twitter. <laughs> um uh, folks can find me at the Exalted March on uh, YouTube and Twitter sometimes. Um, Katie, where can the folks find you? Uh, they can find me as Gildathon on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, now I am actually going to be moving soon, so I'm going to be off the internet for a little bit. Woo! Um, yay! Congrats! Yay! Uh, it, you know what? I thought we've been doing this show for a while. I honestly don't know how many years, and we've been posting these videos uh, for. Uh, the, this very podcast we are doing for, you know, on, on Codex Addict for a while. We all we, we never plug Codex Addicts at the end, even though that's where the show lives. And I feel like that's a strange thing that we've been doing. <laughs> Should we say like, oh, and please leave a comment over on Codex Addict where these YouTube video is? Well, yeah. Okay. So I guess because you're saying obviously the audio is always distributed on, yeah, on everywhere podcasts yeah. are found, etc. Yeah, there there might be someone who found us purely through podcast streaming sites and goes, oh, where you keep saying leave comments. Where the fuck do I leave comments? It's on Codex Added on YouTube. Where, uh, that's, uh, that's true. <laughs> I think numbers wise, it's still 
like largely oh largely people listen on youtube which is strange but you are correct it's um maybe we should start putting it in the descriptions or something I don't know. Granted, this is also a conversation we probably should have had like maybe four years ago. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it just now occurred to me as I sit here four years later. Yeah, better late than never. Yeah, I think we just kind of always assume that everyone comes from Codex Added, you know? Yes, but if you are listening on Spotify, look us up on YouTube yes. under Codex Added, where occasionally we even stream, well, occasionally Katie streams things. <laughs> I'm trying to get you back into it, but at the moment I'm trying to get myself back into it just because I'm yeah. I'm moving and boxes and all that. But I don't know. I, does anyone want to watch me play Elite Dangerous? I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm I'm forcing people to watch me play Animal Crossing. So like, <laughs> play Elite Shape, just have fun, and people like shooting the shit with you. So yeah. All right. Uh, with that, Dara Sherald, get out of here. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.